When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. On today's podcast, we're going to focus on creating culture. And joining me to discuss that topic is the head football coach at Eastern Illinois, Adam Cushing. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. Coach, it's great to have you here. Keith, I appreciate you having me today. Excited to uh, get a chance to talk with you. And obviously always, um, you know, being part of education for other coaches. I've gotten so much out of so much this type of stuff over the years that uh, always happy to give back. So, Coach, before we get into your topic today of creating culture, uh, we really want to learn, uh, you know, what's brought you to this point? What are some of the things that have uh, developed you along the way, the lessons you've learned, the influences you've had? So let's just start from the beginning for you and think back to that time when you had that idea that, you know what, I'm going to become a football coach. What was that for you? When did that happen? Uh, boy, it's a, it's a tough one, I guess, in a lot of ways, because um, growing up, my dad coached me in everything. Um, and so I was always around it. And then he was a um, both collegiate and high school rugby coach um, throughout my entire life. So um, so I was always around coaching and, and always saw my dad giving back to other young men, you know, finding ways to, to help, whether that's financially or just, you know, being that person there for them, having them over for dinner, all those little things that coaches do that no one ever sees, but that make the, the major impact. Um, then you trend, I, I went to Mount Carmel High School, never played it down to football before that. And 
got the good fortune to to play for a legend in Frank Lenti. Um and that was the when, you know, it was it was actually a, a Christian service project I did there where I coached some little league baseball in the off season, volunteered to do it and just the interaction with, with young people, the opportunity to see them get better at something, the opportunity to see them grow through the game. And then just the way that I was coached, the good fortune I had to be coached with a lot of discipline, um, a lot of, you know, love, but tough love, making sure that, that um, the comfort zone was never a place that you stayed in for very long and making sure that always pushed to be my very, very best. So I think it was the, you know, the combination of those two things or three things, I guess, that between my dad, Coach Lenti, and his his unbelievable staff that stayed with him for so long, and then the opportunity to, to start doing it, get a, you know, get a taste of it at 16 years old, that really made me think that, you know what, this opportunity to impact others through sport that I loved, played everything um, throughout my life, you know, all the different sports that I could get my my hands on or whatever field or court I could get on, I, I wanted to do it. And so I thought if I could stay around the stuff that I love and, and do something truly meaningful, it would be a great life to live. Well, that's a, definitely a good place to grow up and, and learn some ball. I had the opportunity to recruit uh, at, at Carmel and, and meet, Co- meet Coach Lenti and watch a practice and um, just some really good stuff going on there. Obviously, like you said, uh, a legendary coach there in Illinois uh, who just did an outstanding job. But as you got into this coach and, and you look to uh, some of those guys who mentored you along the way in this profession, uh, you know, who were those guys and what are the, the key takeaways that you took uh, in, in those lessons they imparted? Yeah, well, you know what, Coach Lenti stayed with me, and so to this day is, is a mentor of mine, and that's super fortunate to have that, just somebody to bounce ideas off of, somebody that was always pushing me to grow as a coach, um, and, you know, in my young years, making sure that I wasn't make you know, made some young mistakes, we all did, but, you know, tried to help me learn and, and gave me those honest perspectives, so that was phenomenal to have outside of my you know, my direct bosses, the coaches that I worked for, you start with Don Morrell at the University of Laverne, my first job, and just the way that he cared for individuals. Um, I mean, you could honestly say that that the most important thing to Don was was impacting young men and truly having the, the young men on our team know they were cared for on a daily basis. We The wins came um, as a result of that. That had the amazing fortune to be hired by Randy Walker at Northwestern University and um, we lost him way too way too young um, but coaching for for coach Walker um, was another man very cut very much like Frank Lenti and that um, discipline attention to detail um, push outside your comfort zone was, was were tenets of who he was and and but at the same point the unbelievable love he had for every single one of his players um you know i think was just fantastic to to have that be my next jump and truly my my opportunity to go there coach lenty again was instrumental in in guiding me in that direction um getting the connections all that type of stuff for me and then Spent um, 13 years working for Pat Fitzgerald after Coach Walker, and and you know I don't know how much time we got on this podcast, but 
I could talk about it, the, the influence that Pat Fitzgerald's had on my life for forever here. But um, again, it, it uncompromising um, as a human being just absolutely stands for the right things in the world. Absolutely stands for caring for young men, truly wanting to develop each young man to be the best he can possibly be and commit to the cause greater than himself. And no knew that the wins would only be a byproduct of that. If every single person gave their best and truly cared for the team above themselves in any football setting, that you can truly create some great wins on the field and have people, young men, understand what's important in life after football as a result of those lessons. So that's the Cliff Notes version. Believe me when I say there's about four um, volumes of of information I could share on that, but I don't think anybody wants to hear all four volumes. Well, you you definitely had some incredible influences there in, in uh, the men that you've mentioned. And, uh, you know, after putting your time in uh, at, at the various levels and the different positions you've served in, you got the opportunity to become a head coach. And, you know, that that's always something that, you've learned all those things. You like those things that other coaches do, but ultimately uh, you have to do things that are going to be true to who you are as a person and what you believe. And there's, there's probably a ton of that that moves along with you, but you know, you can't go out and be those guys. You have to be yourself. So what was it then that you've taken along really has become, uh, I guess the pillars, the foundation of your program and the culture you're developing. Yeah, you know what, um, what what I have built around here is the idea of, or at least wanted to, in the process of building, I shouldn't say built, I don't think there's ever, it's never done, right? But it's, it's the, the central idea of focus on what's important now and in all aspects, every minute of every day, if what's important now is studying for that test that you got tomorrow, if what's important now is, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity to give back to the community, whether that's going over to the elementary school, reading a book, and these days reading a book over Zoom to the elementary students, um, doing Habitat for Humanity, all those little things, or whether what's important now is is focusing on your very best underneath the, the, the squat bar, um, your very best when we're, we're conditioning, your very best in that one rep, in that moment, that play, that single um, singleness of focus, um, so so what we have our entire culture based on around here is what's important now and then stressing your personal best, not somebody else's, your personal best. And if you stretch your personal best, just that 1% every single day, you have an opportunity for it to be better tomorrow, right? And so those are the those are the foundations. And then, we, you know, that's that we take, talk about what's important now, what's your best, how is passion, attitude, investment, and discipline. But then we get into the why and that's for each other. And again, all those lessons that I talked about, right? That commitment to a cause greater than yourself um, really bleeds into how we go about our business around here at Eastern Illinois. Coach, I want to dig into the culture a little bit, but you brought up something there and, you know, I hadn't even thought about this. And sometimes the, uh, the opportunities we have uh, open up with uh, some of the challenges we face. And, you know, we are in this virtual world right now, but you mentioned that, you know, you're, you're, your players or you uh, reading to kindergartners uh, virtually, you know, it's something I can think back to the, the high school teams I coach. And we always had a day in the spring where we would send those guys out into the, the classrooms and read to the kids. 
Um, boy, it's it's something now that you know you could still do that. I think that's a, a unique thing. Are there there are other things that you've found like that? You guys are able to get involved maybe in a way that you hadn't thought of before. That's probably the the best example. Um, what we have ha our mantra has been around here since March. What does this make possible, right? Taking these these quote unquote challenges and flipping them into opportunities, right? And so, what does this make possible? It makes possible getting a lot more opportunities to read to a class, right? It, we we can have every one of our players on a Zoom with a different class around town here. I mean, there's there's I've got three kids all in three different schools here around town. So there's enough schools, enough classrooms that need it. What does this make possible? Truly spreading out our our influence and our opportunity to give back to the community and so that's that's one of our one of our tenants is we're always looking to to give back you know to whom much is given much is expected and so as we give back we've just found different ways to do it i, I mentioned habitat for humanity we had a group of guys do that last week it's different you can only send five at a time you know all, all those little things but we're still finding ways to flip these into into opportunities um, and, and then we're doing the same thing when it comes to creating our connections within our football program. Obviously, there's there's lots of things in our new normal in our life that that you can't do the way you used to do. But that doesn't mean you can't find a way to do it virtually or maybe even do it better virtually. Right. And so um, we've done a lot of those things and we found ways to to get the most important topics in front of our guys and have honest conversations and sometimes um you know we obviously during the uh during the the uh, quote unquote national quarantine right when the when most of the country has had kind of taken a pause back in march april and may that it gave an opportunity without without the class conflicts to really engage our players on a personal level more virtually and so I'm, I'm bouncing around from serving the, the community to truly creating the connections within the program. But again, it's all about what does this make possible? How can we turn this into an opportunity for each individual to be better and then us as a collective to be better? As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. So I think those are, are just great things, and I'm, I'm glad that you know coaches, not just you, that they're able to find a way to still do these things and stay involved. I think it's so important. And I think we all agree, like our game is important to our country because of all the, the difficulties we face. And we see on, on TV and the media all the time. Like we know that uh, our programs kind of work differently. And uh, it's, it's a place where people really do come together and work together and share a common goal. 
Um, you know, I think we all wish the, the rest of the world would work more like our football programs. <laughs> You're not kidding. We say that, and I've said it since uh, since the beginning. If, if the world operated like a football locker room, I think that uh, that a lot of the issues that we face wouldn't be solved, but they'd be discussed in a normal manner, right? Without, without truly getting to a breaking point or um, creating unbelievable tensions, just because we have a team, that does not mean there's an absence of conflict, right? An absence, an absence of conflict is not a good thing. It means people aren't talking the truth to one another, but I mean, we've done exercises around here to truly teach that, um, that ability to tell someone the truth. We've sat people three, again, pre-COVID, sat people three feet across from one another, forced them to look each other in the eye and tell them an uncomfortable truth. Tell them something that they do very well and tell some, them something that they don't think that they do well, that, something that they have an opportunity to improve on. But again, if, if, the, if the world would just sit down and look each other in the eye and have some of these conversations without getting personal feelings involved, understanding that we're all working toward a common goal, I think that, uh, you know, as you said, that, that, that we'd be in a better place. So, Coach, we talked about your, your culture and the things you believe in and are going to be a part of your program, but ultimately uh, there's only one Adam Cushing. you got ten other guys who interact in you know much different way through your position coaches and your coordinators. So how do you empower them to implement that culture and you know meet those expectations? Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely critical. You said it well. There's only one, and 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 it's those guys. Probably one of my toughest lessons as, as a head football coach and. One of the tougher pills to swallow is that I'm not going to have the same one-on-one -on -one relationship that, with the guys that I had as, as a physician coach, right, as a, as a head coach. So I have to empower the guys, and, and I think that's where it's critical to just keep it simple. It's, and, and I talked through exactly what our culture was already. What's important now, your best passion, attitude, investment, discipline for each other. I have to be the chief repeating officer. I have to say it over and over and over again to the coaches so that they can go use those words, use those tenets with the, the young men, with the student athletes, so that, um, and then constantly have follow-up, right? The, 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 the difference between success and lack of is not great ideas. There's great ideas everywhere. The difference is true follow-through. So making sure that we're uh, talking about culture and all of, all of our uh, staff meeting agendas when we sit down, there is, I have on every single one, there's a culture, um, you know, a culture heading and we talk through it and we talk about what's going on from that lens specifically. So um, in order for the, every assistant coach to know exactly what it is, um, we've got, I've got to talk about it all the time. And quite frankly, can, and honestly, is that, that was my biggest failing in my first year um, as a head football coach, just looking self-critically is, not having it be clear, I tried to I tried to um, talk about every great idea that I've ever heard of over my my you know almost twenty year college coaching career, and in the end, um, you know if everything is important, nothing is. So um, had to clarify, simplify, and and give the guys the the very very simple message to convey to the players. And I know that's something you're going to get into detail on in your clinic talk at the Illinois High School. Football Coaches Association virtual clinic, but um, 
I think you make a, a really good point there because, you know, the one thing there hasn't been a shortage of during this time going back to almost immediately, I know I ran a, a virtual clinic with coachesclinic.com and I had about 175 speakers over three weeks and uh, no shortage of information in great detail, and whether that's the X's and O's or, you know, the, the culture, the, you know, philosophy, all the different things you can do to build a team. I mean, you know, as a coach, you take all those things in. I mean, I'm sitting with a, a bookshelf behind me filled with books by incredible coaches. Um, but ultimately, it's like you said, you got to boil this down and simplify it to, to make it uh, executable, right? I mean, execution on the field, you hear guys talk about that all the time that, you know, you have to be simple and execute the fundamentals. And, you know, that's kind of true with culture and, and building a team as well that, uh, you can't inundate these guys with all these different messages and you, you, you walk into some places and you look at their weight room and uh, the what's on the walls and what the, what's on the t-shirts and you're like overwhelmed with like exactly what are you guys about, man? There's a ton of messages here. So how, how do you keep it simple, uh, true to all the things you believe, but like you said, simplify that message for these guys so that they can go out and do it. Well, hopefully everyone doesn't have to do it like I did, which is, like I said, screw it up for an entire season. Um, and what I what I did was after our our season, our first season, which is at this point our only season, is, is have the coaches and players fill out a survey and say, what is our culture? And the scariest thing happened when it came back and there are about, you know, with a hundred and some players and, you know, 25 plus staff members, there are about 25 different answers, which means that I, I was giving 25 different directions. And so clarify, simplify. I mean, if, if you were, <laughs> you're in my office right now, you'd see my super complicated way of, of keeping this is I've got a little sticky note on my monitor that says clarify, simplify, hold coaches accountable to it. Right. And, and so it's just a daily reminder to, um, not let the things that you don't believe, um, you know, or the, that aren't most important, right? Again, go back to the mantra of what's important now um, to truly have that stuff take a back seat. And again, there's a million good ideas out there and that doesn't make them wrong. It just makes it impossible to lead to. And so the, the focus, as soon as I got that, the focus was, okay, then what, 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 it, what does matter? Right. And, and some of it, I'll, you know, I can use all the excuses in the world, but maybe it's, it's an opportunity for someone else to learn from my mistakes as we scuffled along and, you know, literally missed winning a game by an inch. We, the ball was marked down on the one inch line. Um, we, you know, had furious fourth quarter comebacks and then just come up again, just a little a point or two short. I mean, just kept on, we were so close. I just kept searching for, the right answer and kept finding, looking for a different answer rather than going back to do what we do. No excuses, no explanations. This is who we are. And so it just comes down to spending a bunch of time. Um, I've got a couple of staff members, you know, we all talked through it, but, you know, kind of tried to create an even smaller sub, you know, almost a working group. And I just kept bouncing my ideas off of them and saying, okay, I'm down to, okay, I'm at this, I'm at this. And just once we finally arrived on it, no bend, no adding to the, okay, yeah, you're right. That is a great idea, but I'm not, not talking about that every day. 
here's what I'm talking about every single day. And then making sure I literally say to the coaches at times, okay, this is, you know, what we're talking about today. Today's an attitude day. Every coaching point comes from that because passion, attitude, investment, discipline, those are our four pillars. Let's talk. Okay. Today is a, your best day. That's all we're going to talk about all day. So um, just making sure that it's when it is simple enough that you can go out and, and execute on it every single day. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. So Coach, going back to uh, that, that sticky note on, on your computer, if, if you would share that again one more time, say what's the message on there. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's three bullet points. It's clarify slash simplify. It's hold coaches accountable below it. And then um, the third one is create connection. And, you know, that was a little bit of the product of we've, we've got to create connection within the team, player to player, player to coach. Um, but as I said, without in the first year as a head football coach, didn't have those relationships. And that's truly what I'm in it for is the relationships the opportunity to influence and impact. And so if I don't create connection um, with the young men, and if we aren't trying to have them connect with one another, our why won't get executed. The for each other, which is the why, it won't get executed without a basis of connection and trust first. So the, the other bullet, and I'd like to touch on it, hold coaches accountable. And, you know, that word accountability, um, I think because – it's 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 done wrong. I think more than anything, it's taken <laughs> that it's taken on uh, a negative connotation, right? When you talk to a gr- group of people and you know we're going to be accountable, everybody kind of gets nervous. Like, what does that mean? Am I going to lose my job? And you know, so I think there's some key things to doing accountability right because accountability is good for everybody. It's good for the individual. It's good for mm. the program. But as I said, like. Uh, and, and actually talked to uh, to some guys about that on this podcast before that, um, you know, it's done so wrong. It has that ne- negative connotation. So how, how do you do accountability the right way? Um, it's, it's making sure that we all clearly understand what the goals are, uh, what the message is in this case, right? And what we're talking about from a culture perspective, that's the, you know, I'm going to use the example and then go a little broad stroke. But if, if, I, if every single coach knows exactly what it is, then reinforcing that on a daily basis, that's what accountability is, is just saying that this is what we all are saying. It's very easy. And I'm the, the you know, as, as I said last season, the, the, the biggest offender of it, of straying from that because there's other great messages out there. So just making sure that our actions and our words are constantly reflecting 
what we say our goals are, what each individual's goals are. Uh, and that's, again, part of the create connection. The easiest way to hold someone accountable, whether that be a coach or a player, is know exactly what their goal is and say, do your actions and meet your goals. Do your actions reflect your goals. Um, and so just making sure that on a daily basis, I'm not only uh, monitoring and constantly pushing the coaches toward the, the, the culture and the goals, but then having a follow-up conversation to say, okay, what can we do better here, right? And making sure that we're all talking and that we're all hearing it and that everybody is, is understands that we're all being held accountable to it. It's not just that, that where you said accountability can have the negative connotation. It comes from when only one, when an individual has that bias that I'm the only one being held accountable here. We're all being held accountable to the same standard of behavior, the same standard of excellence. And if everybody, if we have open conversations about that, all of a sudden accountability has a piece of for each other, right? Of our why. The accountability is to something and to someone um, as well as yourself. And I kind of like where you put accountability on that list with, you know, the, the simplify, clarify above and the connection below. Because when you think about it, uh, those parts are actually critical to the accountability. And I think people um, lose their way when it's not simple and clarified, right? It's, it's hard to tell exactly what should I be doing um, to, to make sure I'm meeting the, the goals, the standards of, of the program. And then on the other side, um, you know, the, the accountability um, without the connection, I, you need the connection, you need the relationship, right? Where you're going to go out and, and coach a player up and even coach a player up hard because you're trying to get him to the standard. Um, you don't have that connection. You don't have that relationship. That's, that's going south pretty quickly because all you're doing now is, is the guy's going to feel like all I do is get hammered. Like when in reality it's – I'm, I'm here to help you get better, right? Um, I'm here because we have a relationship. We have a respect. We have a trust. We care about each other. Um, so I think you've, you've placed that well in your list. list. I don't know if it was in, intentional, but uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, you know, um, I, I would say probably a year ago, I wouldn't have said it was intentional. I was pretty intentional with, with what direction I, you know, how I placed those things and every word. And I, you know, you start with clarify, simplify. Um, I tried to make it the, the words, uh, even on my sticky notes, simple enough and, and clear and very concise so that I could go act on it. And I think that's the end, right? Is, is that if, if it isn't, you, you know, you were saying if there's so much going on, right? The, the great phrase, the a wealth of knowledge can create a poverty of attention. You're, you're only paying attention to a little tiny bit of everything. Um, then you're not actually going to improve on it. You're not actually going to have an opportunity um, to, to grow. And I think the other part that you said, right, the connection piece, it's critical. It's critical. Servant leadership is the essence of, of coaching. And the definition of that is they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? And so uh, I'm always being held, like, why, why is this guy always doing this? Well, because we want the best for you. But there has to be a belief in that. There has to be true trust that that's the case. And that takes time. It does. It takes time to truly build that uh, interpersonal connection. It, anybody that gets it done overnight 
did it at um, too superficial a level, in my opinion, to creating that trust. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I think you would agree, Coach, that um, when you look at uh, an individual who in some way um, is missing on that accountability, isn't exactly where you need him to be, whether that's a, a player or a coach, um, I think you need to reflect as well as back to those other things, right? Did I clarify this enough? Did I make a mistake in this? Um, is my, have I developed this relationship enough that, uh, that he cares, that he knows I care, uh, et cetera, that the, the, inter, uh, the way those are intertwined, I think, are, are critical. And it, it's not all then, uh, it's a shared responsibility, I guess is what I'm saying. It's not all on that individual. You're, you're in it together. And so sometimes, you know, and I find this with, you know, the younger players you get in your program, um, sometimes you got to say it to them differently that for whatever reason, you know, they don't have that clarity on it or for whatever reason, uh, they don't feel that connection. And it's very important that even though it's hold accountable, that those other things have to keep improving as well. I could not agree with you anymore that um, the first thing that, that we all, you know, and starting with me have to do is say, if they're not getting it, why is that? Right. And so when I come and sit back down at my desk and going, we're not getting it. Okay. And once again, there's my sticky note um, that's, you know, starting to lose its stick. Uh, clarify, simplify. Did that happen? Okay, if I can honestly say that the answer is yes, then did I hold the coaches accountable enough on a daily basis to actually pound this message in? Uh, and then if I could say, yeah, that's absolutely true, then then the issue is connection, right? But if it's it's got to be one of those three things, uh, because again, if I start looking outside of that, I'll spend too much time drifting and and not having a firm direction. But in the end, whatever the issue is. I'm going to look to one of those three things to solve it. And that will give us a chance to have the clearest path forward and the quickest path forward, right? If you look for 20,000 different solutions, you may, you may take a week before you create any, any direction forward. But if you sit down and say, well, it either wasn't clear enough, the coaches weren't um, held accountable to it, meaning they weren't doing it and, and being clear enough or there's no trusting relationship. We got to do one of those three things better. And then it'll be 1% better tomorrow. Because you're going into detail on some of these things. I know we probably touched on a little bit here, but uh, again, I mentioned you're going to be speaking at the Illinois high school football coaches association virtual clinic uh, in December. It's the first uh, big clinic of this off season. Obviously we're, we're virtual uh, because of, of where we're at right now with the pandemic, but December tw- 8th through 12th, uh, IHSFCACoachesClinic.com. The topic you have, creating culture, clarify, simplify, and what does this make possible? What's, uh, I guess, you know, without giving uh, away everything, just a short 
uh, overview of, of some of the things that you'll get into beyond some of, of what we already talked about? Uh, well, it's, it's truly uh, a lot of what we've already talked about, but then how would, did I, the, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about the mistakes from that first year and how, you know, the process of identifying the mistakes, identifying the path forward, identifying the, how you simplify, right. And taking what we had, uh, you know, with a 10 um, word, um, you know, pyramid built off of Wooden's deal and all these other things that was so complex and um, into truly boiling it down to what matters and what was, what's actionable, right. And so that's the, and then what does this make possible? Um, you know, again, just talking about that mantra, especially in a virtual space where that's all we can do is what does this make possible? How do we find different ways of engagement? How do we turn things from challenges to opportunities? How do we say, you know, and especially um, in, in places in, where there's all sorts of coaches around the country, myself included, that didn't have uh, a fall football season this year. And yet, and yet, what does this make possible? Well, shoot, we got to have a quote unquote spring football model with, with a bunch of freshmen that usually just get thrown into the deep end. So focusing very specifically on what does this make possible and leveraging those things to our advantage, right? So once again, getting simple with it, what does this make possible? Figure out what the, what the great parts of, of the, you know, of the challenges that we're going on, what opportunities does that create and what can we use to our specific advantage and then drive it home, play to our strengths. We're not going to win football games by playing to our weaknesses. We're going to win football games by playing to our strengths. So we got to do the exact same thing when it comes to an entire program perspective. Because this is a great topic. I'm look for, looking forward to seeing it uh, at the clinic. Um, to tie things up, Coach, uh, and I told you I'd be asking you this, this question, but you know, of all the things you do, and maybe you've mentioned it already, but what's the, the one thing you do as a coach that is going to help your team find the winning edge? Well, I, I think that um, – the best thing is, is quite honestly, putting into place and hiring coaches, as you said before, I don't, I can't do it alone. I don't do it alone. It's hiring coaches and staff members with two things in mind, right? Again, clarify, simplify two things in mind. Most important by far and away, most important is that it is a person that firmly believes in servant leadership, firmly believes in that they don't care how much you know until you know how much they care firmly believes in the football coaching um, victories on the field will come as a byproduct of developing the whole person. Um, and, and evaluating that is not a, is, is not an overnight thing. That's a, you know, that's either a personal relationship, which there's a reason there's so many of the staff members here that I've had a longstanding personal relationship with. Um, and then number two is, uh, is a great teacher. Right, because that's the essence of, of what we're doing is trying to take whether that be real world concepts, whether that be, you know, life after football concepts or football concepts and teach them in terms that young men can can understand. And so if you are a great human being that cares first and foremost about the development of each individual player and that you're a great teacher, we will be successful. And and the great part is I can confidently with 100% certainty say that our entire staff, whether that be our defense coordinator, all the way down to our graduate assistants, our operations department, everybody here 
um, holds to those two tenets and um, we're going to be successful. And more importantly, the young men are going to be successful in life after football as a result. Coach, for our listeners out there, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, best way, we're, we're, I'm on Twitter, at Coach Cushing, um, and um, certainly always looking for, um, you know, for more support for our program. But, you know, more specifically, if guys have questions, that's a great way to uh, to reach out to me. And um, and truly, I'm, I'm a product of, as I mentioned, all the mentors, but then all of the different uh, information that has been shared with me along the way. So I'm an open book. We're, our program's an open book. It's all about making others better as a, as a result of, of us living our, our day-to-day life. So, um, so please reach out. More than happy to continue to share everything that we have here. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of this at the virtual clinic. And uh, best of luck to you guys here as uh, you get things going for hopefully a, a spring kickoff in 2021. I appreciate everything, Keith. I really do. And you mentioned it already, but that, that virtual clinic, that lineup is, is absolutely unbelievable. I'm looking forward for an op- to an opportunity to learn at that thing as well. So can't uh, emphasize enough that, that how great that's going to be for coaches across the country. Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five-star for a rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.